0: Hey there, movie fans. This is your Comtract movie host, Tim Lifite, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. And I'm here to tell you that sadly this week I won't have a brand new episode for you this week. Kinda. Instead, here's an episode from the older days when I first started trying to get this show off the ground and initially abandoned. But uh, I wound up liking the concept for the show so much that I revived it to what it is, what you're listening to now. So, kick back as we go back in time for an oldie-but-goody episode of ComTrack, and as always, thanks for listening. Welcome to ComTrack, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone. I'm your host, Tim Lifite, And I'm Jonathan Knoll. And welcome to the series, man! This is awesome. Woo-hoo! Can you believe we actually got pressed for this thing before we even started <laughs> this?
1: This is crazy awesome. as
0: it sounds. It's true. I know. This is awesome. This is the best day of my life. So, let's get started. The, All right. The uh, actually, the whole reason why we're here is because of Mr. Kevin Smith's uh, Fat Man on Batman. I mean, I've been watching uh, or listening, <laughs> listening to, yeah, watching. <laughs> well, I've been watching Batman, right? The Batman movies with his commentary because, frankly, you know how else do you? actually plan on getting through those movies without someone there kind of perceptively next to you to go through the haunting nightmares of batman forever and batman and robin
1: because joel schumacher can suck it oh jesus
0: well josh well, his movies can suck it yeah it, here's a nice dude yeah, yeah. but either way yeah holy shit um but yeah here we are and we're actually gonna start out with our favorite batman movie because we actually share the exact same theatrical batman movie as a preference. Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. This was a movie released back in 1993 in theaters, and mm-hmm. it was done by the same people who did the uh, acclaimed series, Batman animated series. So, Bruce Timm, Eric Radomski, Alan Burnett, Paul, Paul Dini, Dini. Uh, uh, Kevin Conroy, and Mark Hamill as the uh, as Batman and Joker, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was it actually was a, a, a bomb at the box office because. Um, Warner Nobody Bro-
1: saw it because uh, it was uh, hampered by production problems. Warner Brothers told uh, told our team of intrepid animators and writers that uh, this would be a direct-to-video thing. But then halfway through production, bam! No, we're going to do it in theaters! It's going to be really awesome! So when word got back
0: to uh, the animators that they had to reformat it, they scrambled to get everything uh, from full screen to widescreen because, see, in those days, kids when you uh all the direct-to-video stuff and all the tv stuff it was done in a four by three uh aspect ratio which is basically means it looks like a square for those old televisions you know the ones that uh, you had the when big you were two kids.
1: screens like i have a, like i have behind us oh yeah. <laughs> well soon we'll have behind us oh yeah totally <laughs> <laughs>
0: no but, i will uh, i believe you but um but uh, yeah but in uh, theaters they want things in widescreen because you know that's that's the kind of cinematic look to things so they scrambled to reformat things and it was um and things got so crazy and hectic towards the end of it that they really didn't have a whole lot of time or even money left over for uh advertising so because you never saw it it's because they didn't get word out yeah, I mean, they, there was no advertising, and and as soon as they uh, Warner Brothers saw the uh, the the box office numbers, they pulled it from theaters, and that preventing you from really seeing it in theaters. Although, can you imagine going back in the day to seeing this movie? That'd be in awesome. the Theater, dude,
1: just Batman, just everywhere, dude. Oh, All that screen, oh.
0: Fuck the Dark Knight seeing it in IMAX. This is the Batman movie to see in the theaters, yes. dude. Yes it is. Oh my and the score by Shirley Walker mm-hmm. and those bigs like 5-point, or now 7.1 surround sounds. Oh.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh god,
0: you just made my mind gasm. Right? <laughs> and we'll get to the score because the score is absolutely fantastic and amazing, can't even imagine.
1: So how did you see this movie the first time around? Uh
0: you know what? Okay, um I'm convinced when I came out of the womb of my mother I was watching that Well, I should hope it wasn't somebody else's womb. <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, it, it, that was like one of my first shows that I ever watched. I mean, I I uh, the shows that I really remember from um the early years I think was uh uh it was Oh God, I'm trying to really think way, way back in the days. So, I'm 22 years old and I'm and I already have senior moments, so <laughs> thinking this far back is a, a challenge. But um, Batman the animated series definitely was one. I think uh, uh, Inspector Gadget was another one. Um, Gumby, the claymation stuff. Was, oh Christ! Yeah, that was that was early embedded in, into my life.
1: One of my friends fell into a kiln. <laughs>
0: but batman's always been there dude mm-hmm. and uh I, and i think it came off the air when i was like 3 or 4 years old and i almost threw a tantrum and thank god my uncle had the foresight to tape some of the episodes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i watched them endlessly man and uh eventually this came out on vhs and i'm pretty sure uh you know they got it for me one christmas uh, i think it was actually like christmas of 95 90 90- no, 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 no. It was a uh, I think it was like Christmas of like 96, 97 because I remember it was a Christmas mm-hmm. where I woke up and I got that cassette uh, for Christmas, but I also got this tiny little Batman chair. <laughs> and my sister got a similar chair, but it was in the style of Winnie the Pooh because mm-hmm. I think because she's 3 years younger than me and she was like 2 at the time. Right. Uh but yeah, I remember that and sitting down to watch it and just being in awe of the movie the entire time. Especially the fact that I had no idea really Of what was really going on with the movie, Mm because you know, to me, it was just, "Hey, it's Batman!" Exactly. I mean, this is the days when I was like, "Hey, it's Batman!" with Batman and Robin. (laughs) I mean, I was an idiot back then. I was, uh, I was actually you were cinema illiterate. Oh my God, there's a difference. (laughs) Uh, Oh, uh, obscenely so. I mean, I was watching Batman Forever and Batman and Robin the same way that I was watching Batman and Batman Returns. Yeah, I know. I I was stupid in those days, and that's why when Batman Begins came out, I was like, "Ugh, they're making another Batman movie. This is gonna suck."
1: <laughs> Thank God, Chris Nolan turned it around for the better. Uh, let's see. I first saw this movie. Well, thing is, I'm I'm similarly inclined. Where I, I've had Batman in my life since infancy. Uh conversely, I also had Star Trek and Star Wars uh, simultaneously in my childhood. But um, but Batman was always one of those you could never find it. So when the uh, full series came out, that's when I really watched Batman animated series. Like, oh, I know, fully, deeply, immersively, Batman. Yeah.
0: See, I was actually pampered as a kid because I had cassette. <laughs> tapes and even though it was like maybe like a a quarter of the
1: series Mm -hmm. i still
0: had episodes to watch over and over again
1: yeah i had a few of those too especially when they were the uh batman superman hour oh
0: my god yes i watched that so many times as well
1: yeah uh i actually still have a tape of bright and brightest day
0: yeah oh cool because um yeah when those came out i mean again i was just Eating it up because mm-hmm. I didn't have Cartoon Network as a kid. Yeah, we all had Kids WB. I yeah, we had Kids WB. But even when that went off, and you know, Animaniacs and Tiny Toons and Pinky and the Brain and yeah. Men in Black the series, if everyone remembers that,
1: oh, that's such a weird memory.
0: I know, right? Uh, but it was awesome. Mm. Uh, and when all that went off, it was just Nickelodeon. So I was going to SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents, right, and, and right. the likes. So, uh, Batman was completely out of my life, and not to mention that I was looking at Batman and Robin and Batman Forever thinking, oh my god, these movies are horrible. Oh, yeah. So, he was in a... So, Batman the Animated Series literally was shoved into the corner of my basement and left to collect dust. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, you know, about when I was in late high school
1: where I dusted them off, and I'm like, holy shit, these are way better than I remembered. Mm -hmm. And And then, uh, similarly, when I was in, like, uh, seven seven or eighth grade i actually watched them fully again and that is when i finally watched mask the phantasm mm-hmm. and it was just uh it's kind of a rainy day as i recall much like today actually yeah and um, i'm sitting there with my brother and my sister and i'm just like all right we're gonna do it we're gonna watch phantasm and we did and it's still the most awesome Batman movie.
0: It really is. I mean, from like the the moment the uh, the music starts playing, straight to the very very last shot. I mean, it is wow. Mm-hmm. It is the Batman we deserve. Yes. because uh, I mean, it, I I I don't know really how to
1: just describe this movie. I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but uh, you know, I would just say it like this: This Batman movie is the definitive Batman movie. There's nothing about it that is too extreme. Mm-hmm. It is literally Batman out of the book. It really is. And not to mention, it's also a really
0: fascinating story. Mm-hmm. Because when have we ever heard the story about, well, what about a time early in Batman's career where he had a choice of choosing to be Batman and going through with his vows or actually being happy? Exactly. I mean, that's a really compelling story. I mean, mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, a real great psychological depth into the character that we really haven't seen, not just in the comics, but or in the animated series or even the movies. And thank God this movie came out when it did because uh, this was a, I think this came out one year after Batman Returns. Yes. So the uh, the cinematic Batman was, you know, it was still up there. Yeah. Because Tim Burton was still holding it, being ear- you know somewhat earnest with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just it was starting to take that plummet. That yeah. would eventually lead to the shoe, the first shoe being dropped, uh, as I'm fond of saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a whole, and I actually remember that Roger Ebert and Sis, uh, and Gene Siskel, Gene Siskel actually did a review of this movie, and they're like, "Dude, this movie is even better mm-hmm. than the uh, the original 1989 movie." Yeah. So dude, when Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel both give this movie a big thumbs up, when they were like, "Man, to 89 Batman," you knew that this yeah. was
1: something special. And it holds up just as strong as today. Absolutely. So, with all that said, would you like to get it started?
0: Oh hell yes, dude! I've been w- waiting to watch this thing all day. <laughs> In the uh, the description below, there's going to be a little timer button where you can actually sync up the movie to our our podcast. So same can, with on on uh, Mixcloud. So you can watch it, uh, you know, just uh, with us. So. We're going to start playing the movie now.
1: All right. All right. And there's uh, Bugs Bunny.
0: The Warner Brothers logo. Fade out. And the music. Mm. Dude. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. This is the Batman score of the (laughs) ages, dude. It's true. Because, I I mean, I remember getting the soundtrack to this thing, and I think they had, like, a few dark images of the images from the comics. And when you have this... holy mm. jesus and i've got some big speakers man and when you hear that
1: that choir uh the choir's just starting to sing it's terrifying oh yes and the choir is actually uh saying the names of different people in the crew oh, and pretty much in in reverse yep. it's amazing uh it, and the thing is
0: the music to me why it's so perfect is because it not only captures like this dark brooding creature of the night that will that seemingly will kill you and come out of the shadows. but the da, 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 that right that little moment right there is where you can actually feel the tragedy behind mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne. Oh, absolutely. And the strength that it requires to get out of that kind of tragedy. That's where the Im- Batman really gets empowered. I mean, uh, you know,
1: Danny Elfman did a great m- job with the march. Mm. And that's and that's the one that we usually hear with the
0: but this one felt like batman
1: yes it it felt
0: like a real character thing so now we're out of the uh the opening titles which is all cg
1: yeah it's entirely cg and really surprisingly is held up
0: well i'm surprised Uh, no kidding and not to uh to mention that it actually goes well with the uh the famous dark deco that Mm -hmm. these guys are famous for dark deco kids is when they paint things on black paper so they actually uh, have everything come out of the shadows to
1: give it a real moody atmosphere. They did that on the show, and it looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Now, fun fact: that uh, CGI opening was actually supposed to take the place of traditional backgrounds. Yep. Uh, not soon after this, uh, this was this premiered, but uh, because of the way it looks, because it still does look like it's CG, you can tell. Mm-hmm. They decided to not go with I. Uh, yeah, CGI background. And
0: right already, dude, like two and a half minutes in, Batman just comes in, BAM! And kicks exactly. the Jesus out of him. And a look <laughs> kicks the Jesus out of oh, him. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, look at this, dude. Batman's just pounding ass. Oh, I, mm. love, I love this shot. He's trying to get the gun. And then... Bam. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Oh, that is Batman man. right that there. That is Batman. Oh, my God. Uh, and you know what the thing is?
1: I also noticed And he's that... not chatty at all, either.
0: No, bro. dude. He he doesn't... T- he's just out there to... He's not even there to take names. He's just there to uh, land punches. Here's the Phantasm. Dude, already, like, three minutes in, we're already getting everything right, right up front. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, man. And
1: uh, was, Those are... A, that was a lot of bullets in that. He, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I still want to know how those bullets were able to go through the smoke. Because, uh, you'll, well, we'll figure it out later who that who it is under there, but uh, the uh, another thing that I got to point out here is the sound design, dude. The sound of the phantasm's voice is awesome, especially if you got. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this movie, go see it with on a really big screen, and if you can, get some kick-ass speakers. Oh yeah, this, the sound and music to this movie is just out of this world. And if you actually noticed earlier when Batman was punching the fuck out of those guys. They were actually using the same punches from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I love this. Sh- I love this. Well, shot. it's a
1: very, uh, very simple and very common uh, punch sound effect. Yeah, and that was actually made from a leather jacket with a bat. Yeah. That shit. All right, here we go.
0: And he, uh, this, I thought, was just like really creepy. This, you know, you can almost tell that this dude's like a Batman knockoff because mm-hmm. normally, you know, Batman would jump up and just like obscure his cape, but and now here's another big thing about this movie. In the animated series we had a like Jim Gordon was shot and there were a couple of people oh, who nice. like got like seriously hurt. But right here this dude fucking straight up dies. Yeah. They they whacked Chucky e. Saul like straight up and you know that was a nice little frame and, uh, and this shot I still remember from being the trailer. Uh where the announcers like Batman faces his greatest enemy and uh <laughs> and he just cuts to this next shot and I'm like Stairs <laughs> 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 And here we go, the uh the councilman Reeves. Yes uh, this, you know this character uh, oh god who who is the guy who who voiced this character, I forget. And I'll look
1: it up. Uh, here's, uh, Commissioner Gordon as done by the, uh, incomparable Bob Hastings. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I believe it was, uh, he hard... died not too long ago.
0: Oh my God. He did. Yeah. Wow.
1: Big life too. Well, he, and, uh, they're also setting
0: up this nice little, really smart little, uh, uh, who, who watches the watchman sort of thing with the councilman. Yet, You know, he's mm-hmm. got a point. Who wants? doesn't want, like, them crazy dude?
1: Oh, and also uh, Alfred uh, from Zimbalist Junior, Jr., who yes. also died, like, a couple years ago. Yep, and always the faithful Alfred. Yes. At,
0: oh, by the way, sir, I've put away your bombs and exploding gas balls. <laughs> Thank you, Alfred. <clears throat> and, ah. and we got the back computer doing some stuff. Now, this kind of stuff always did go over my head, but now watching it as adult, I'm like, dude, this is awesome because they're... They're being earnest with this dialogue,
1: man mm mm-hmm. I also always liked the fact that with uh the back computer, it always sounded like old microfilm mm. machines
0: yeah that was it. that was the thing, and the fact that like all the t v s in there are black and white, so yeah,' Cause I think um they uh Bruce Tim when he was designing the world, he said he wanted to make it look like the uh the the nineteen thirties world fair went on for another fifty years. I like that. That's a really great uh, way of looking at that. Or mm-hmm. there, and uh, even like things like the police blimps, which never existed. That's just a cool visual image, mm-hmm. especially from the uh, opening uh, intro from Batman. Wayne Manor, everyone. We are. Uh, where are we? We are. We're at a party. Yeah, we're six. About six fifty minutes. Or yeah, about uh, seven six, minutes in. Yeah. And uh, we're already at Wayne Manor. And look at this, dude. Bruce gets lots of pussy. He does, dude. It's true. I mean, holy Christ. We actually uh, rewatched uh Batman Sub-Zero, and we're going to do a commentary uh, at a later time for you guys. But uh, we were like, dude, this Bruce Wayne gets, like, all the pussy in the world. Oh, yeah. And, of course, you know, because, uh, you know, be- living a life of crime, shit like this happens to him. <laughs> Boom. Danger. <laughs> yeah. Bruce is not the best with the ladies, you know, unless you're a cat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah. I, although uh, I'm I'm trying to think what else I can say right here because uh, this Councilman Reeves character, who was the dude who voiced it. Um,
1: I am looking now.
0: All right, cool. Because uh, I remember watching the movie and he. This is. I was like, mm,
1: all right. And, I kind of ah the first uh, name drop of Andrea. Oh yeah,
0: that's that's right. Yep, because that's another cool thing that these guys did. They didn't like pull uh pull a love interest that was known from the comics like Julie Madison or uh, Silver Saint Cloud, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they made their new made a brand new one. And this stuff right here, like moments like this, where it's really visual, really atmospheric, and uh, the music is just chewing the scenery.
1: Hart Bochner is the. That's name.
0: right. Yep, he was Keith's uh, councilman Reeves. Mm-hmm. But this, this right here, where Bruce is just looking at his parents, dude. This is a This is uh, stuff that's rarely captured in superhero movies, where they focus too much on the brooding mm-hmm. and not the actual tragedy itself. Yeah. Like I'm dark and brooding. Look at me, and this is for the poster because I'm edgy. <laughs> Instead of, you know, actually trying to take in the tragedy that behind the brooding. Yeah. And right here is uh, Andrea. This one's... Uh, she's uh, voiced by Dana Delaney, who, get this, actually voiced Lois Lane on the Superman animated series. Right. Also, don't you think she looks a lot like Katherine Hepburn? You know, now that you mention it, that's actually a really good way of looking at it. Like a, a really young Katherine Hepburn. Yeah, like... I,
1: Carrie Grant and Catherine Hepburn era. Yeah, because
0: I'm used to seeing her in uh, in her uh, later years, like when she was like 50 or 60. Like Adam's Rib and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm um, looking
1: like more like bringing a baby and
0: such. Mm-hmm, definitely. I mean, even Bruce looks like... I love how they just... The subtle, yeah. The subtlety in, the, in the, uh, the design just really... They know how to make them, uh just slightly younger than from uh, where we are in the present.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. this is really before the big animation shift... Where they went into uh, Gotham Knights, mm-hmm. so uh, there's that,
0: and I also love the fact that just after he makes his vow to become uh, a you know Vengeance of the Night to mm-hmm. avenge his parents, immediately he meets the the woman who almost ended it
1: all. Yeah. Isn't that, that's really, that's really... The boy billionaire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I love this little uh, moment right here. Why do you care? I don't. Mom, my mom was asking. (laughs) And you can tell, and the chemistry between them is like super strong, which, Mm. you know, I mean, when you think about it, it, in a live action movie, that's relatively easy because you got a person to sit there and interact with and, you know, actually touch but in
1: voiceover, you have to completely emote through almost nothingness. And this, this is just taken right out of Batman Uran right. Oh I
0: know, right? This is definitely from uh, the uh the early days when he was uh, on the East Side. I can't believe it's gotten this worse. <laughs> <clears throat> Although this is uh played up considerably because you know, I mean it was actually yeah. this is a family movie. I mean, granted, this is like a really earnest Batman family movie, but uh, but and it, isn't that amazing that the uh, the Chris oh. Nolan Batman movies that were made strictly for adults mm-hmm. is not quite as good as the family friendly the quote unquote family friendly version uh, from uh, Bruce Timm and er- Eric Radomski? Yeah, it's kind of awesome, and I love this shit. <clears throat> Say your prayers, sucker, and then bam. We don't even have batarangs yet. We just mm-hmm. have the uh, the throwing stars because um, in the animated series he actually uh, uh, trained in Japan. Yeah, along with a whole bunch of other places.
1: Trained yeah. with uh, famous martial artists with uh, Zata- Zatara, yep. Zatanna's father.
0: Yep. Who uh, trained him to become an escape artist along with a whole bunch of other mysterious places. Uh, and uh, th- now this m- sequence right here, it almost plays just like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. Very much so. I mean, to not to the point where it's, you know, not uh, too far from the original tone of the movie, mm-hmm. but still uh, giving that action-adventure vibe to it that the movie kind of needs for, like, a Batman movie. Um, which is also interesting, because technically there's no Batman in this sequence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this moment coming up, it, it, uh, oh yeah. yeah, right here, and it's Bullock! Bullock! Not as Detective oh, wow, Bullock, yeah. not as Detective Bullock, but as a police officer, and I love, I love how they give him the right, just the right amount of comic relief. Oh yeah, they always animated
1: Bullock interestingly.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, because I mean, uh, um, he's he's often played for laughs uh, every once in a while in the animated series, mm-hmm. um, but but he's oh, always a very fluid character. Oh yeah, definitely, I and mean, even more so in the comics. So if you actually take a look at the comic history, he's got some pretty fucked up shit going on mm. <laughs> and a mustache. And- uh, this is awesome. How cool! Oh shit! How man. cool would this have been to ha- see in like a live action sequence?
1: It's true, and none of this here couldn't be done in a live action. Oh sequence. yeah,
0: none of all of this could really could have easily been done just as well in on uh, a live action movie. And I, I, although I'm kind of glad that they didn't, because to me. I think it was actually, um, yeah. That's, I thought that's kind of cool, Batman
1: with bashed, a hammer. With a
0: hammer, Captain <laughs> Hammer. The hammer is my penis. Aww. <laughs> actually, I was thinking more like old boy, but you know. Yeah, whatever. Again, there's the Raiders of the Lost Ark reference on the front mm-hmm. of the truck, um, but uh, you know. But the thing is, uh, I, I'm kind of glad that this movie is done in animation, and yeah. not live action, because there was a thing that I was reading when I was reading uh, Year One. Um, David uh, David Mech- Mezzachilli Mezzachilli, thank you. Mezzachilli, um, sorry. Yeah, sorry if we butchered the the name, but um, he wrote once that uh, comic books are true when they're drawn. Yeah, and B- Batman being a comic book hero, this is tr- he, and it really does ring true when because when they draw Batman for these series, he's real, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, C- you know, Christian Bale and Michael Keaton can do the best that they can. To bring flesh and blood to the character and make it something tangible that you can touch at cons. But it's still slightly um, too grounded in reality. There's not enough comic book in it to ah, really oh. give it that. Yeah, right here is where he's <laughs> like, we've got to strike fear with him in the start. And he's like, that's not, it's, it's close. Because you can tell Bat Bruce is tri- <laughs> trying Trapped to over. find Batman. Trip over some loose cash. Jesus, God. Mm-hmm. And I love the you know how they give uh, uh Andrea some real spunk to her. Mhm. Cuz you know, it, they give her some real intelligence, some really witty lines cuz if you remember in the uh, the Batman movies, the live action ones at the time, when uh, when were the uh female characters given something really interesting to say
1: beyond um uh Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. <laughs> Very rarely. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, no kidding. I mean,
0: so this was a nice nice uh glance especially for a batman who really needs chemistry and i love and really i love this look how sweet this is mm. you know can get kicking the crap out of each other until they kiss mm-hmm. uh, just like all couples do right <laughs> can you dance i don't know should you dance and i love this look at alfred it just composes himself and runs out <laughs> <laughs> It's like Bruce later on just uh, tells him when he's like changing out of his bat suit, because he'll, like he'll have a Dark Knight Returns moment where he's just standing naked in the Bat Cave, oh, and god. then ba- and then Alfred walks in and goes, "Ugh," and then Bruce looks at him and says, "Let's face it, this isn't the worst thing you caught me doing." <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, we need a little more Iron Man. <laughs> yes, more. I- yes, totally more Iron Man. More forever. Iron
1: Man for the <laughs> for the comics god. All right. Now shake a look at this scenery,
0: dude. I remember when this dude came out and the cigarette ca- or the cigar came out, I'm like, "Dude, this this, this guy lo- means business." Oh no, no kidding cuz cause, uh, cause the atmosphere in it is just fantastic. Mm.
1: It's very Godfather. Oh yeah,
0: totally. Oh, well, Godfather was supposed to be in the daylight, but who's counting? Mm. Um it's it's a uh, it's really um Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, just classic 80s horror. Uh And uh, I I really love how those guys like, they say the bat, the ice, this guy. And then here we go. This is the second appearance of the Phantasm. Buzz.
1: Oh, Jesus. Sorry, last time I watched a a thing with Buzz, it was Mr. (laughs) (laughs) B-Natural. Oh, man. So, (laughs) I'm going with the... Nothing wrong... No! wrong with buzz <laughs> except his hair that's the, that is literally the best voice you can
0: put over the phantasm can we just like replace the phantasm voice oh with that? hell no. <laughs> no 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 no.
1: <laughs>
0: and i also really love the uh the music from this where it goes
1: oh wow uh the voice of phantasm yeah stacy keach oh what right
0: on. yeah because he was uh, also uh um you'll see him later in the movie but he uh, voices a dude named Carl. Uh we'll identify him for you. And I love the that right there is an awesome mm. reveal. Um <clears throat> and I also love these kind of cryptic little things like time to pay for your sins. Yeah. I mean that's just, dude this is eat- Yeah. Now right here this moment whoosh. What the that was spooky. Even as a kid, I'm like, this is a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, dude. I, I, oh man, I was raised right on this kind of stuff. Oh, same. <clears throat> uh, now I'm now isn't Abe Vigoda in this movie? He is. Who does he play? Isn't he uh the uh, the monster that we're going to see?
1: Salvatore Valastro. Yeah,
0: we're going to so we'll we'll see him in a, in a little bit, so sorry mm-hmm. for the spoilers. Oh, no, that's but, fine. <clears throat> but um well, that was more to the listeners what few listeners are out there. Shh. <laughs> anyway, we gotta start somewhere, man, yep, uh, so you always lure a loser, Mr. Bronski. now uh this is another thing that I kind of prompted me to do another horror movie about being uh buried alive'cause i mm. um 'cause uh, and and the thing is I, this scene was really scary as a kid for me because uh in the backyard. There was this little uh, stairway to the basement made of concrete, and it was shaped exactly like a grave. And oh. When I was down there in a, as a kid, I was expecting for that angel to fall right on top of me. So mm-hmm. that freaked me out as a kid, just because I didn't like going back there. It was creepy and dirty, with filled with leaves. And again, dude, we get another straight-up death. Oh, yeah. with Straight-up murders in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you notice there dude, there's like serious firearms. I, I remember back in uh when Batman the animated series was coming out, there was like a lot of controversy for that because mm-hmm. originally it was supposed to be for like ray guns and uh lasers and that sort of thing. Some stuff that really couldn't exist other than like comic books and stuff. But no. Maybe, ah, here he is. Yeah, here it is. Uh Salvator Velestra, the uh the next mob leader. Voiced by Abe Vagoda. Yeah. A night a really cool godfather reference here. Mm-hmm. Um can you believe he's still alive now? That's crazy. He's like 93. I mean, we've had so many jokes about how Abe Vigoda's been dead over the years. And nope, he's still kicking people. Exactly. That's awesome. Hey, Abe Vigoda, if you want to come on our show, totally come on. <laughs> <laughs> the unlikelihood. Oh, all right. Right. Oh, my right, but... God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and now i love this right here how commissioner gordon's like dude if you guys want him you go get him i'm not going to be a part of this because yeah exactly trust batman with a vengeance dude And he's like, yeah <laughs> yeah who, let's smooch right now <laughs> that's that's totally the idea he had in mind but dude that's that's what i love because uh because there's a later in the movie spoilers uh there's a hunt for batman sequence that commissioner gordon has nothing to do with yeah
1: that's awesome dude. And this... again it's right out of Batman year 1 yep.
0: too. It, oh yeah dude definitely and but uh can we just say that uh Bruce Tim did it first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he hunted Batman before Chris Nolan hunted Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh and again here's Batman doing some uh detective work and if yeah. you, I think they took a note from uh the uh, the first Batman 89 movie about how he thinks out loud cuz apparently you know genius uh, le- genius people like uh, Einstein used to think out loud because it's supposed to help your brain mm-hmm. and they use that characterization over to Batman cuz you know he's super smart. That moment where he the shadow engulfs the Wayne's gravestone is just dude,
1: I mean it's oh, creepy. Oh, whoa. Nice. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Nice mirroring there. Oh yeah, and now are you not watching this again is this a little far fetched that she kind of guesses that Batman is Bruce Wayne?
1: I don't know. Uh, It could be, but mainly because of that whole mirroring with the uh, with he looks over over the side of the gravestone and there she is again. Mm -hmm. She could probably figure it out from that, but it was it's kind of one of those long lost memory type. Yeah, but you know what? We'll
0: take a leap of faith on this one because, granted, they make Andrea a really smart lady, Mm -hmm. so we'll go with it. It's a little far fetched for these guys, and especially with the caliber that we're dealing oh, look with. Look at the oh my rain. god, I dude, they just know how to make Gotham look gorgeous. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Anton First, who was the production designer on on the origi- eighty nine Batman and uh, Batman Returns, he knew how to make Gotham look amazing. But these guys know how to make Gotham really come from the comics. Yeah, um, at least uh, at least uh, truest to it could be. I mean, Anton First obviously did the best job for live action, but Bruce Timm, Eric Grodomski, all these guys who worked on the animated series in this film knew how to bring Gotham out. Mm-hmm. And I love the image. Batman. Batman really is a creeper, isn't he?
1: Investigative.
0: Yeah, well again, it's not the creepiest moment he has ever did, you know, it's like true. like handing Amanda Waller her towel from the shower and he just looks at her and says, "Get dressed." Yeah. <laughs> And right here we got the uh, the world of the future. Yes. And, um this is a n again, this is another really cool design. And I mm-hmm. love those two kids in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that totally wasn't us as kids, no was it. <laughs> ah,
1: yeah. See right now here I'm looking for uh for the uh requisite uh Bruce Tim or Pauldini uh cameos because there are always a few characters that are designed specifically to look like them. Mm-hmm. Look at that man! Bruce is happy.
0: Mm-hmm. For, you know, I always Batman is one dude I really. And then wish... check out that car back there. Oh, I know the uh, <laughs> automobiles of the future. I, I just love how automobile is mm-hmm. the biggest word in that last shot, uh, just to kind of really emphasize Batmobile.
1: Yeah. Oh, and it's even red too, like in uh, Detective Comics number twenty-seven.
0: Yeah, you know it. it it's very reminiscent of like a. The Human Torch suit before the Human Torch suit, right? Uh, so again, Bruce Timm did it first. <laughs> <laughs> so, but oh man, that, that was another really cool design that they were able to do. Not just uh, giving this kind of retro future mm-hmm. sort of thing in the uh, in the regular world, but they also have like a little insight to the future itself. Yeah, but um, going back to. Batman, look at him. He's look. He's so happy. Mm-hmm. Batman is the one character that I always root for. That he never has to be, because dude, he for a guy that has had so much trauma in his life, I'm like, I always pray that he has a happy ending. But it's the curse of Batman. He can never be truly happy. Is the thing. I, I wish he. I honestly wish he was. I no matter what story it is, no matter how good or bad, I always wish Batman. Was happy at the end of his career, at least. Not mm-hmm. like in Dark Knight Returns, where he's this bitter, lonely old man leading a bat army. But like Batman Beyond, or even, or yeah, or even Batman Beyond, where he's just like this recluse, this old mm. sour puss of a recluse, hidden away in dark uh, Wayne Manor, with only a ace the Bat Hound to, to um, accompany him. Mm-hmm. I always wish Bruce Wayne the best in the world because he deserves the best he the world. does man i mean money doesn't change that mm-hmm. and thankfully and i i really did and now watching this movie again i really do wish that he and andrea got to, got together but it couldn't happen yep because crime in gotham city is always fucking with batman mm-hmm. because the mob is about to yeah right uh in about three two oh one. carl yep carl Bo- yeah carl beaumont the, the same dude who voices the phantasm which is a yeah, that is interesting. Yes, it is. And we'll find out why later. <clears throat> but, yeah, dude, the mob walks in, fucks around with uh, Carl Beaumont's uh, business. Uh, and... I, I'm I'm clumsy. I'm clumsy. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, fucks around with his business, dude. And because of that, you know, later on it just completely screws up uh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> i love that line oh that's just a great line more and, people
1: should have lines like that yeah and you now know?
0: that character that you saw looking in the mirror we'll get back to him because there's a uh, a really big twist about that which is awesome mm. this sequence coming up right here is probably one of my favorite sequences from the movie because i had a little robin cycle that looked a lot like those uh motorcycles that these uh, jackasses are riding around mm mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I used to reenact this scene a lot with my Batman toys. <laughs> and uh again, here we go is Bruce, very year 1-ish. Yeah. Um ready to just some kick some ass even though he's not afraid to oh, yeah, be he's, Bruce he's Wayne. He's going to jump right into the fray here. Oh yeah, dude, cuz dude, I mean, look at this. I mean, you can't just stand by. And I love this. Oh, bam! Smacks into him and he he's not pulling any punches, dude. No. Nah. And wow. Oh, I love it! Anytime they go over like a uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> over, over a bridge, they have to hit the water because they don't want anyone dying. There are too many people dying. That
1: takes a lot of muscle. Like, yeah,
0: holy shit, man. That guy, <laughs> that guy right there.
1: <laughs> you almost
0: would have thought he was uh, gonna be the Joker, mm. but uh, that's not to be, folks. Uh, later on, <clears throat> anyway. I love this moment. Jumps it up on there, and then bam!
1: ass batman right there it reminds me a lot of the first episode of batman beyond actually oh really yeah there's a there's a joke you're you're like that oh my
0: god you're totally right although this although in that one you know bruce wayne actually kicks their ass with a cane with a cane (laughs) uh and this time he gets his ass handed to a cane Oh, that's gonna be a couple of broken ribs right there. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Dude, how many ribs do you think Batman's broken in his? Gr-
1: he must have broken all of them. I, I, yeah, I feel like he's by now replaced every single rib. Jesus, and the guys are off with that st- fucking awful.
0: <laughs> And dude, Batman, he, he, and here's Batman coming through from mm-hmm. Bruce's psyche, and he, even through the drawing hey, board. Hey, look at
1: Space Ghost! Oh, I know, right? That's,
0: <laughs> you know, actually, Bruce Timm totally stole like a lot of Batman's facial features off of Space, Space Ghost. Ghost.
1: Yeah, uh, funny enough, did you know that uh, Jack Kirby and the creator of Space Ghost, Alex Toth, were best friends? In no way! That's yeah. awesome. <laughs>
0: Sweet. And again, he and would, in
1: turn, Jack Kirby and uh, Bob Kane were really good friends too. So. Yep. Uh, all, all the uh, the
0: DC and Marvel guys, the one, all pretty much anyone who was working in comics in those days were like super best friends. Oh yeah,
1: they other. had to be like a band of brothers. Yeah, definitely. Because man. to be working in comics is kind of a taboo. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, now this moment right here is,
0: man, I, Bruce, I want, I really want, again, I really want him to go to Aunt Andrea cause, mm. I, but then we wouldn't it, have Batman. Even so, man, maybe. Because uh, this this is probably my favorite scene in the entire movie, mm. let alone the entire Batman animated universe. Because this is a moment where Batman's begging to take back his vow mm-hmm. because he has a chance at happiness. This moment right here, I can give more money to the cops, and it's different now. Exactly. And the music is like, you promised. Yeah it's you it's unrelenting.
1: and just look at the the uh the way the rain's falling down as if they're tears mm-hmm. and the way that the uh they they place the headstone in that shot where it, you've got it just straight you on this moment
0: Bruce.
1: i mean it, you don't they don't actually have that in
0: the uh the soundtrack but just through the music and through the atmosphere mm-hmm. you can hear his parents' voices. Yeah, calling out to him—that takes a lot of thematic material. Yeah, and I love this. Maybe they already have. They maybe they sent me, dude. What mm-hmm. a heartbreaking moment! You can tell he isn't just. Yeah, such... he is in agony. Hmm. And it's still carrying over to this day because because, dude. I still again. I'm so mm-hmm.
1: sad for Batman. I want him to get out okay. And then he just disappears. Yep.
0: Because the night and the or the war, as he calls it, must go on. Mm-hmm. God, what what a wonderful moment for Batman history, folks! I mean, that's like the epitome. And Here we are, Salvatore Vidalestro. get in. <laughs> Jesus, I know, and <laughs> and and uh, now here's another really great thing. Because uh, if you noticed earlier in all the flashbacks, like the one you saw earlier, he's like a heavy uh, cigar smoker, mm-hmm. and now he's just like barely. Able breathe on this respirator. Exactly. So they're just kind of weaving in a real subtle like smoking is bad, but mm-hmm. they're being really subtle about it. They're
1: not shoving it in our face. No. And that's um, the thing about this. It's never preachy. Mm-hmm. No. You never... You, I mean, for many people, Batman is a character who is... No, nah, I'm fine. Uh, he's this character who is and and very deep about his convictions. Yeah. To the point where he will actually tell the, tell the reader what he's thinking and again but they, they thing even is they don't do that <laughs> i'm sorry it's just a they actually even work in a joke
0: for that it's not very healthy in here and salvatore just gives that that one second mm-hmm. and of course we here we have o'neill and adams yes uh as in denny o'neill and, and neil uh, adams yep yep the uh the uh, um, denny o'neill who's famous for the comics and
1: um neil adams who who wrote uh, or A lot for the, what, it was, it was what, for the television yeah. series, wasn't it? No, they they were the uh, they were the famous duo who did the uh, did the comics from like fifty four to eighty some odd. Right, right. <clears throat> now I
0: love this line here. I I diapered your bottom, so I bloody well ought to know everything about you, sir. <laughs> well, you're wrong. And you know this is uh, here comes another thing I, I, I hate to say it but Bruce Timm did it first you know Alfred given that moment where he's like I've known you since I first heard these cries echo yeah, throughout through your, this, this house, house. yeah <clears throat> although here it's played a little bit more uh you know pissy whereas that one was a little bit more t- uh tearjerker yeah <laughs> I actually remember watching that scene in the theater and getting like oh my god <laughs> This is getting harsh, because Michael Caine, towards the end of it, was like, dude. This yeah. Is... Hey, when he was starting to weep, oh, I failed you. I was like,
1: oh my god, Alfred, don't cry. <laughs>
0: you're, making, you're making me cry. All right, here we go. Back to the flashback.
1: And uh, now, look at Wayne Manor. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Exactly. And it's got that rare, very rare uh, moment of sunlight on it.
0: Because mm-hmm. almost always it's cast in shadow, even during, like, a... Uh, uh, when he's uh when he's older it's always almost always kept in the shadows and again, oh man dude a cigarette box
1: <laughs> well
0: he again batman's never been good at uh at romantic things especially later throughout his career mm. but this right here man dude look how happy he could have been mm mm-hmm. But of course, the curse of Batman is about to uh,
1: yeah, it's about to hit him like a wrecking yeah. ball,
0: or as they are calling it in the movie, uh, the plan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm changing the plan, dude. Thank you, but dude, yeah, again, the omen of the bat comes yeah. back out. It's
1: as if their parent, his parent, it's as if his parents are literally reaching out of the grade to say, "No, you promised, Bruce." And the fact that you have all those bats coming out of a crevice very similar to that scene in Batman Begins. Yeah,
0: totally. Bruce Timm did it first. Oh my god, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: but again, folks, when we say, you know, Bruce Timm or Joel Schumacher whatever did it first, it's these are beats just taken out of the, uh, you know, they're just yeah, taken Yeah, they resonate. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, cuz Batman has like specific notes that you kind of have to keep that work in right moments like that. Mm-hmm. And uh okay, here's the uh, the dude that we saw earlier uh looking through him and he's like Ugh. and Check already out that nose man and already there's a connection between him and Bruce uh huh with this kind of look at each other like they can already they're all like we're gonna be pit, we're gonna be big enemies later and you have no idea how big their enemies are gonna <laughs> yeah. be yeah. and uh I love this Batman exploring the cave again mm-hmm. doing it first <laughs> and this is just heartbreaking, man. Where yeah. Bruce gets a note from Andrea and the ring. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, left with dad, got to go, need time, and too young, forget about me. Yeah. Now, there, there's actually, they actually made a comic book adaptation because I got it with the VHS and I actually have it here now. Um, when that moment happens, and I'm glad that they didn't do it in the movie because they did it in the book, when uh, he gets the news... He shouts, no, mm-hmm. and it's much more dramatic where he just hangs his head. Now, this right yeah. here, the birth of Batman, mm-hmm. the music is key to this scene, not just the atmosphere, but the music
1: and how... just look how everything
0: is in black, too. Yep. Now, watch this. Everything's quiet. And then as soon as the mac goes, mask goes in his hand, the music pumps up. He puts on the mask and sees the true face of himself. Oh, put it on backwards. And Bruce, w- <laughs> Bruce looks him straight in the eye. And the music with Alfred's reaction. Mm. My God. When he walks into the shadows, man, that's it. Yeah.
1: Bruce Wayne is dead. He is the Batman.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> that moment right there I thought was probably... That's, that's probably my second <laughs> favorite mo- moment in the whole movie because... Jesus H. Christ! When the music, when you see the look in his eyes, is terrifying. Batman,
1: I, Grand Theft Art.
0: <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> in this dramatic moment. Uh. But uh, I think uh, actually the reason why Alfred said "My God" isn't because you know you know other than the fact that Bruce now looks batshit scary. Mm-hmm. That, you know, no pun intended. Um, he's also looking at the dude that he raised from. infancy Infancy, transform into something of
1: the shadow
0: yeah into something that he never thought he'd go to not that really is a great character
1: moment the (laughs) fact that all these still work though that's impressive to me
0: not anymore yeah because who who is it and i and i love this line i hate that song gasp it's the Clown Prince of Crime, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, isn't it great that they got the great Mark Hamill to be oh, yeah. in this movie? It
1: It's just great. I, Fun fact, did you know that they were originally going to have Tim Curry do the voice of the Joker? Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Um, well, you've, you've heard oh, ba- yeah, Batman defi- on Batman.
0: Definitely, dude. But for all you g- cats out there, yeah, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show was supposed to be the Joker. Mm-hmm. which would have been kind of cool to consider but you know what Mark Hamill just hits the nail right on the head yeah and because I love this little
1: oh business sounds like fun come <laughs> <laughs> oh god and watch the
0: valuables <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> this guy's gotta be like super old too yeah so he's gonna get he's still quite literally gonna give this guy a heart attack oh yeah <laughs> and he doesn't give a fuck whee Oh man, this, Mark Hamill Joker is the uh. best. And I love this moment right here uh, when he comes in and there's the dog. Yeah. Honey, I'm home. And, the, and again, see, he's already having an asthma moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, home security system. Shh. Down, Rusty. cuz that's the thing Mark Hamill Joker is sincerely funny. Yeah, sincerely funny. Like, look at this. Like, what? Me love again, again. I had it for lunch.
1: <laughs> and uh, you know okay, I think this was before Harley Quinn, so um uh actually uh, she she was already in the series by this point. Oh really? This is just a one-off Joker thing.
0: Okay, so well, hmm. He traded out for. Personally, I think Harley's way hotter than uh, his current uh, muse. <laughs> mm. <laughs> now, and of course, now we got Salvat or Abe A Vigoda. I, I can't get over the fact that that's a Guano Man. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, he's uh, coming over to say we, we got to get rid of this guy. This isn't a joke. We're not gonna. Solve-. Hey, you know what? For, here we go again. Well, actually, no. Um, what was it? Uh, Tim Burton already had a mob, the mobsters coming after the Joker to ice the bat. Yeah, so Nolan didn't do it first this time. Again, <laughs> or Bruce Tim didn't do it th- first this time either. Mm. And uh, I love this part right here where the uh, the background actually turns red. Yeah, that's really cool.
1: Don't touch me, old man. I don't know where you've been. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a very subtle Tiny Toons thing because that's where Bruce Tim got his start uh animating this show was tiny tunes yeah
0: he so it's very very uh over the top but it's never like completely over the top exactly just just the right amount and now this part right here i thought was creepy Mm -hmm. a nice big smile yeah Mm -hmm. that close-up is that's uncomfortably close Mm. now i love this andrea spots bruce Yeah, yeah she knows what to look for dude how did that's that's really good <clears throat> but because I really want—I want to know if she got like training like Bruce did. Mm. And there he is. Can you imagine just looking at that from a distance? The woman you once loved is like, yeah. Uh, you can because just looking at that shot where he was just standing there in the dark was like, oof. Yeah, <laughs> she's not even a bit surprised, <laughs> despite the fact of appearing right in front of him. Mm. Uh, yeah. See. So, Theatricality and deception, powerful agents to the uninitiated, but Andrea <laughs> is initiated. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here we go. Batman doing more detective work. He was doing more detective work than the the uh, the two live action movies that had preceded this. Mm. Isn't that wonderful, or is that depressing? I don't know which. Eh. Either way, we get Batman coming in. Now, I still don't know quite why. Andrea is being such a dick in this scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Because watch this blow. The way I see it, the only person being controlled by his parents is you. Ouch, dude. When you bring up Batman's
1: parents, that's you know, that's a low blow. Just
0: dude. I mean, why? Why exactly is she being such a dick in this moment? I don't know why. Because like, I mean, right here, I mean, clearly she feels sorry for what she said. Mm-hmm. Like devastated. But I, I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. And here we go—the phantasm again. And again, I love the score. The mm-hmm. score is—we keep overpraising the score, but it really no, is. The you best. can't praise it enough, though, because the that is just <clears throat> with that image, it's just awesome. And this, this is awesome. Oh man, this is a great moment in in the movie where. Salve, so, Alestra, your angel a death of waste. What a twist! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> oh. What's What? Now, uh, if he really is dead... Does that mean every time the Joker has released his poison smiling gas, what gives that really creepy look on people? Oh, yeah, just the rictus grin there. Yeah, does that mean that he really did kill all those people in the past animated series? It's possible. (laughs) I love how they always kind of ambiguously... Uh, stem over that, like they, that's how they got it past the censors, obviously. But mm-hmm. here, you know, the, obviously Sal did not make it. Now, here again, yeah. the music is just huge. Mm-hmm. Look at this, man! And check out the plane. Oh, dude! And I love the sound of this. Mm-hmm. And this is probably my favorite track in the movie, besides the main theme, "The Big Chase." Yeah. Um, I I highly recommend you guys go online and uh, or back into stores or whatever. Get the score, the expanded score to this movie because it is outstanding it's incredible and Shirley Walker actually uh, before her death actually stated that this movie score is actually her favorite composition Mm -hmm. so you can tell that this was definitely huge and uh, and I love uh, this part this now does that voice sound familiar perhaps Carl Beaumont Mm -hmm. it is the same guy whoa (laughs) but now here comes the cops now this uh, moment coming right here where he disappears under the smoke and uh, the chopper comes up. This part is yeah. straight up year one. Like, there's a now. This cop chase mm-hmm. is done way better than the one at the end of Dark Knight. This is huge. Yeah, listen to the music, the the horns, and also check out how large scale it is too. Yeah, but the oh, again, the music is just huge, man. Huge. Even the uh, Deadly Forces author. Look at those gunshots, man. They're mm-hmm. huge. S- uh, seriously. If you if you're not if you're watching this on a laptop, stop this commentary right now, stop the movie right now, and plug in some badass speakers. Yeah this sequence is huge. Mm-hmm. If you thought the Dark Knight was huge in theaters, this one's even bigger. Just uh not just really from the, the scope of the movie, but just from the breadth of it. <sighs> and I love this. And you can tell I've been waiting for this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because Harvey Bullock has had a real history with, uh... With Batman. Batman. Yeah. Always. He's always like, it's gonna be me and you! I'm not talking law! Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he, now here we go. Again, they, they, we got Batman cornered in a construction site, just like in year one! Exactly. And I think they, you know, they're, like, totally ripping this off. Oh, like, from, absolutely. For sure. But you know what? Who cares? Because, one, it doesn't look a whole lot like the actual comics. Mm-hmm. But, and at the same time, uh... It's it's definitely um, a, di- a completely different sequence.
1: And by this point, we've also seen another uh, really big uh, Batman chase sequence like this in this, in the animated series before, mm-hmm. with uh, on Leather Wings. Oh
0: yeah, dude! But ne- it was not as big as this. I mean, yeah. look at that! I mean, he's he's making Boom.
1: mistakes. That's that, huge. Yeah, and
0: that, uh, not to mention that explosion, almost straight up killed him. Yeah, this is something that they rarely did in the uh, the animated series, but they were able to get away with the uh, movie. He's bleeding. Yeah, he's got some serious head trauma, and there's animated blood, man. You don't. Mm-hmm. S- I think he saw that for uh, the very first episode on Leather yeah. Wings, like he said. Um, that's the only time they ever let Batman bleed in the uh, um, the animated series, but here because it's the movie, they're like, well, "Fuck it, let's go for it." Um, and since then, they've been really liberalized since the DC animated movies came out. Yeah. This moment right here is awesome. Just boom, boom, fire! Boom! They just light all it up. Of, all of the bullets. Light them up. And I love this. It rips away to reveal a post. Yeah. Now, here's the moment in this chase sequence where I thought the music is absolutely the best, mm-hmm. where... Uh, dude, he... he I'm felt, surprised he doesn't have the secondary he mask. Like, he felt like 20 stories right there. Exactly. But... Oh! Da, da. Dude. You can tell if he gets... If they get within 20 feet, he's dead. Yeah. Because he's Bruce Wayne now that they're chasing, not Batman. hmm And they're right on his heels, and... And here comes Andrea right out of the blue, mm-hmm. man. She's a better, she's more Johnny on the spot than Batman. <laughs> and
1: and there's here's the, there's Bullock. that red Look thing that. again too with. Uh... Yep,
0: but Bullock, dude, he yeah. is. He's oh, living. he is pissed off. Yeah, and right here we can see definitely that yeah, Batman definitely got a concussion
1: from that one. Cause, oh, yeah. Uh,
0: holy shit. I mean, can you
1: imagine how many concussions Batman has had?
0: I, I can only imagine just how many injuries he's had in his entire career. Because um, they kind of do it in The Dark Knight where Batman's kind of uh, stitching himself up in uh, mm-hmm. the, the Bat Bunker and you can see all the scars. But there's this Alex Ross painting that I think captures it the best. It's uh, Batman... Topless for, uh, with, you know, with the uh, the cowl mm-hmm. in the background kind of hanging up. And it's one of those uh, really nice paintings, like those photorealistic paintings. Yeah, All well, black it's not. Ross. Yeah. Black and white. And it's just him kind of uh, looking over his shoulder and his back is facing you. And it's just cut to pieces, man. Mm. I mean i maybe that's the reason why batman doesn't necessarily want to take all the pussy that he gets thrown out of probably because i'm sure they take
1: one look at him and like oh
0: my god bruce what did you do Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and uh oh god there's a and then there's also widening gyre yeah and Walt flanagan did a fantastic job of doing that too yeah even the uh the batman hush
0: series where Catwoman was in there and he's like everyone carries a memory. Mm-hmm. And like and then Wonder Woman's or Catwoman's like most people just opt for a photo album. <laughs> and here we have Carl B- Buzz Bronski and uh Salvatore Velestra, kind of uh pulling this um got uh, good routine right here mm-hmm. saying you better pay up now or we're going to have your your heart is going to be in my hand. Yeah. Um <clears throat> You know I hate to say it, but these mobsters really are kind of the low point of the movie because, because they don't, uh, you know, the movie is pretty tight, mm-hmm. and these guys aren't given a whole lot of screen time. Maybe except for Salvatore right here because of his uh, smoking in that uh, uh, breather we mm-hmm. saw earlier in the movie. They just don't have a whole lot of character to them other than big tough tough mobsters. So they're kind of the low point of the movie for me. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. So, but again, it's it's not to say the rest of the movie isn't fantastic because we've praised it enough already. But every movie has its faults, and I got to say that these mobsters are kind of the uh, the low point. But you know what? That, I guess that's okay because at least uh, uh, Carl Beaumont here sells it at, with this really panicked mm-hmm. uh, moment here because because <clears throat> um, they'll find us and kill us both. I mean, you can, mm. Jesus! Oh yeah, the stakes are high here. Mm-hmm. and this is actually a really uh cool backstory of how we learned uh uh why andrea had to run away although i still wish that uh she wasn't a complete dick about it and actually wrote a letter to bruce saying this is what happened can you help yeah I mean, but dude, there's think, no time well think about it hey we need money right now mm. and i'm about to get married to a billionaire <laughs> yeah that's probably the biggest flaw in this entire movie that's probably the biggest gaping plot hole of this movie yeah but there's a certain bruce and i are about to be married wait bruce the billionaire can he (laughs) loan me some money because i'm pretty sure he doesn't want blood money like these guys do yeah and everything would have been solved and bruce wouldn't have been batman and be happy why?
1: <laughs> yeah, but then we But then there'd be no point in bloody telling the story, now would there? Or this gratuitous, gratuitous sex
0: scene right here. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred's always walking in. Oh, oh God! God. I mean, can you imagine, like Alfred's just like God, Bruce? Do you always have to get it on like right at the moment
1: when I walk in? <laughs> My question is, what would it be like to read Alfred's diary? Oh. <laughs> he's like
0: well march I wa- 23rd i walked on on mr <laughs> bruce, ag- Master bruce Bruce again <laughs> he, 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 they, this time it was
1: the 69 position <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> i'm not sure that there's a word for the position i saw today <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really sexy
0: shot right there because mm. uh, is she wearing anything below the waist Probably we don't, don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> and again, he's happy again. Why? Why didn't you just give Carl Beaumont some money <laughs> before they left for Europe? They could have helped him. Man, you're Batman. You help people. <laughs> oh man. Oh well. But uh, and again, he's. Uh, but you know, besides that gaping plot hole, this, the the plot, point of the story is: What if Batman had a choice to not be Batman and be yeah be? And here he is again with the same dilemma before uh, before he even became Batman. He still loves her and there's still a possibility Mate, and he's really considering it. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know, he's already paid his debt. His parents seem really do seem like they might be ha- happy with it. Mhm. And but oh, and man. I do
1: love the way that I they designed uh, his parents too. Yeah. Cuz they he does actually look like the result of those two having uh coitus. Not to mention
0: they got some real presents. And speaking of presents, here's your present for the night. Plot twist! <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Remember that moment where he just tosses the cigarette at the car and they both have this moment where they look at each other and knowing they're going to be foes for the rest of their lives? Mm-hmm. That is... Oh, they don't even know it yet. Exactly. And right here, four precincts. Four Gotham precincts were on Batman's heels, and he still got away. Oh yeah, unreal, man. Oh, and check out the hat. Yep. man. Um, actually, that's uh, that's very reminiscent of uh, the episode, uh, the Laughing Fish, mm-hmm. where he walks in. <laughs> he's like
1: presenting
0: the Joker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Auntie, I'm crushed.
0: <laughs> and now we realize that. Um, this is the Jack Napier, mm-hmm. uh, but again, it, it's never really mentioned. I, it was mentioned a couple of times in the animated series. Yeah, that his real name is Jack Napier, um, just like uh, from the 1989 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we really get a sense of the Joker's past before Joker. Yeah, which is super rare. Man. Oh yeah. Um, that the fact that they were mer- working for uh, he was working for Salvatore, Buzz Bronsky, and uh, Car and um, It ain't the bats. Yeah, and Chucky Saul it's more like the ghost (laughs) of christmas Christmas future future. uh well you know granted he does yeah he really does does look like that um and that's totally the idea because i think uh he's there to be the phantoms phantasm is there to be its own thing but be enough of batman to frame him yeah which you know it definitely works to his advantage because um and, and now we're starting to find out that uh miss uh Councilman Reeves here also is in, not only in cahoots with the Joker, but also with the dead mobsters. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and we we had that uh, before.
0: Yeah, we did. Just well, like it was super brief. I mean, we really don't get the extent, and we'll uh, see just uh, wh- how damaging things are in mm-hmm. in a few minutes. But uh, <clears throat> and here we got Andrea, mm-hmm. uh, just who where they were talking about? Uh, and Joker- check out the car phone. Yeah i love that art deco stuff mm. um but again he, uh here we go Ain't that a dink? we're talking about the old man and the spawn of his loins just happens to call it's mm. a great line i love that and, uh, dude this part right here is just fucking creepy oh yeah dude, what does he even do to him you know i don't even want to know dude yeah because this is Joker. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Anything. And the laugh that's echoing throughout the hospital and into Gotham. Fucking creepy dude. Mm-hmm. Uh this this guy, uh um what was his name? Uh uh Hart Hart Bachner. Yeah. He just sells that laugh, dude.
1: Yeah, he does. It's
0: it... <clears> he <throat> You must allow uh, to to be fair, he's faring a lot better than Salvo Lester did. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I wonder Well he's he'll... also got Several years on Leicester too.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just oh, I'm curious if Joker actually went soft on him. That might be because this might be extreme, but Jesus man, it's mm-hmm. Joker we're talking about here. Although I'm kind of surprised that he didn't just straight up like kill him. Yeah, because uh, there's a moment coming up where uh, if he did kill him, there would be a yeah. It, the plot would probably drag a little bit longer. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. No, because this movie is awesome. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Like this right here. Oh, yeah. (gasps) Just the creeping.
0: Yikes. (laughs) 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 Why did the Joker meet with you, Kevin Conroy will... Oh, Kevin Conroy. Dude, when he interrogates one of the... uh, Any criminal in Mm -hmm. the series... It's just the most chilling performance that he... I, I honestly don't want to piss off Kevin Conrad in real life. Oh, heaven's no. Otherwise, this voice might come out because Batman's very scary. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> would totally piss yourself. Jesus Christ. I mean, can you... If he has, like, kids, can you imagine when he gets really angry at his kids or something like that? And you're just, like, staring up at this this really tall guy because I think he's, like, 6'2 in real yeah, life. Yeah, he's 6'2 and... Rather lanky. Yeah, and when so looking up at this guy with that voice, you'd be like, I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> Cause uh, and now this moment right here was out um so you sold them to the mob and they all he says all they wanted was their money back. And if you remember earlier they said they wanted this uh, Oh god, int- that yeah.
1: shot was great.
0: But they said they wanted the interest compounded in blood. Mm. uh, just when you hear that moment where he's like all they wanted was their money back Mm -hmm. that is oh jeez that's devastating Yeah. so now we got okay Batman's now creeping on Andrea I'm surprised he hasn't done this already you know (laughs) considering he heard that she was back in town but again I guess uh, as they say uh, or as
1: Batman I I feel like having her hide the uh, phantasm costume oh shit sorry
2: spoilers
1: (laughs)
0: fuck it it's all right, cause, uh yeah for, well for one thing that uh they they spoiled the movie big time uh when it came out because there was an action figure yeah of the phantasm but it was boxed at where the mask was separate mm-hmm. and you saw who it was underneath so they kind of inadvertently gave away the uh, the ending of the movie oh which which kind of sucks but you know who cares that that's probably a really wonderful collectible anyway
1: mm. cuz you know that's a, a nice little uh little token of batman history have you seen the latest action figures for the series oh no
0: i haven't i need to oh, check them out so pretty mm, i need more money mm. for all you listeners out there um and you're looking for christmas presents for me yeah the, those batman figures won't be uh out of the question yeah i love this moment right here my party's been disconnected <laughs> <laughs> and mark hamill just chewing it up with those that one great laughter, laugh after another. Mm-hmm. And here we go. It's not the fan. We find out the phantasm is Andrea Beaumont. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, John, for giving it away. Like all of 90 seconds beforehand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was bothering me. But really, the idea that she would hide the costume in her closet is kind of a... Is- well, dude, the, a bad idea. Well, of course. I mean, we've seen how
0: smart she is. Yeah. And I love how this moment right here where he just takes an apple and all you hear is the scream. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And it turns out that Joker is also responsible for
1: her father's death. Yeah. Um, and Finally, it, she's going to get the bastard.
0: Yep. <clears throat> Although, it, uh, it, isn't it interesting that uh, Joker was responsible uh, for Bruce Wayne's parents' death mm. in the movie, and now he's responsible for his love's or the love interests' uh, uh, parents' death. Mm-hmm. Tim Burton did it first, <laughs> <laughs> and here we go again mm-hmm. with uh... now. This line always felt a little off. Joker, your angel of death awaits. Yeah, just this. Yeah, sh- shouldn't it shouldn't have been Jack Napier. Your... Then a cockroach on
1: steroids. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, you know, it was actually a really clever idea to use the same voice as Carl Beaumont to voice the Phantasm. Yeah. Because kind of, it really would have been a... That's a really good red herring. Although, I feel like with one more small touch-up of a rewrite, they really could have uh, made that that sell. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is... You know, it's it's animation. they got a limited amount of time and money. Um, and uh, so, not a whole lot of time to do that sort of thing. But uh, even so... Now, dude... Yeah, he's brutal in this one. No kidding. <laughs> I love this part. And whammy! Yeah! Oh.
1: Ow! <laughs> You're not <smart>.
0: Ouch. <laughs> uh, and now this I thought was really creepy as a kid. Mm. That is... What am I looking at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made you look... <laughs> Now this could have gone really badly. Right yeah. here. Punching the fuck out of Joker and a choice between bologna and, and a meat cleaver. cleaver. <laughs> Thank God we got a a, a taste of baloney.
1: That glass is probably double laminated or double paned. Well, so Well it was a I mean, this is a pretty
0: old and abandoned exhibit, so Yeah, but
1: glass does not degrade that fast. It's it's the comics, dude. It's comic books.
0: <sighs> Again, one of those things. Mean, remember, we just pointed out a huge plot hole in this movie, like, yeah, gaping. Like I'm talking Dark Knight Rises worthy mm-hmm. plot hole. Um, so you know, but still, this reigns as, uh the better Batman movie, um, especially for its time. Because boy, did we, did we need Batman oh, at, at oh, this kind of time.
1: Oh god, no capes. Oh, God, right?
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> no capes.
1: Well, thank. Well, I mean,
0: well, she already took off her cape. Right? Yeah, she did. But still, yikes. And uh, where's Batman? Where's Batman to save the day? There's Batman! <laughs> On a motorcycle. Take off your cape now, Batman. <laughs> no off, capes. No capes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, oh, that's a really cool animation right there. Mm. I wonder if that was rotoscoped. I don't think so. Well, because, I mean, it's moving a lot more fluidly because animation has actually moved uh, um, 12, has only 12 frames every second as opposed to film in 24. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, when they want to go the extra step, they will do... um,
1: The 24 frames.
0: Yep. Because, you know, just to save uh, money, they only do uh, half the amount of frames per second that film does. Mm -hmm. And as you can see uh, throughout the whole movie, that's the way it's been done. And it's been done for that way for almost like what, forty years? Something and, like that. And it looks and it looks just I mean, to the eye, it's totally fine. And here he is, Batman, world's greatest detective, figuring it all out for us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> now, here's another really interesting point. Mm-hmm. What if Batman did take the vengeance route?
1: Be interesting.
0: Yeah. Cause uh well, i I guess it's more of like just uh putting because this is like Catwoman with a vengeance. Yeah, the one who has been trained, who is Batman's equal, in both intelligence and in cunning.
1: Yeah. Ooh, deep yeah. cut, deep cut. Yep. Ooh, man. And
0: I, I also want Andrea to make it out okay, because, uh, you know, spoilers. She actually comes back for one episode, no spoken parts for one episode. In Batman Beyond, which I thought was the actually coolest it's in thing. Justice League Unlimited. Oh yeah, that's right. It was well, it was still like a crossover for yeah. Batman Beyond. Um, she comes back as the uh, episode is called Epilogue. Yeah, she she comes back to uh, murder Terry uh, McGinnis's parents mm-hmm. uh, to create the Batman of the future, um, but she refuses to do so. Right here, we get um, uh, this is really strange. Look, the Warner Brothers logo. I, <laughs> I love know, that right? Little, I love that little uh, detail. Also, that looks like uh, Lex Tower. It totally does, yeah. And, of course, we have the walking Chrysler building. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is... You'd think perfect. that because Batman knows Gotham City, he'd know that would be the place that isn't right. You know, I never thought about that before. He
0: Batman's slipping up.
1: But then again, you know, he did have like a really heartbreaking
0: moment with Andrea, so
1: yeah. slipped up a bit. Oof.
0: Although, that's a big slip up. And... This this I thought was really extreme. Boom! Mm. Yeah. Blood and uh, lost and a, a tooth.
2: tooth. Joker.
0: It's serious, that's a lot of blood, man. Uh huh. That's a lot of blood. There's a lot of blood in this sequence because uh the uh these little Are these airplanes or helicopters? I think oh they're uh, They're both. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're hella planes. And more blood, <laughs> see planes? dude?
1: Yeah. More blood. Batman gives a lot of blood in this movie, man. It, it, you know, it reminds me of a scene from Christmas with the Joker. Yeah. Well, they don't call you a Batman for nothing.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Actually, in the, uh, there's a, again, I'm going back to the uh, comic adaptation. Because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I got this on VHS, and there was a comic book adaptation that came with it. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and he just inside. smashed yeah. it with his hand. Dude, And when, that's metal. Right? Uh, and here he comes, boom, swishing down, and I love this catches it with his cape Mm -hmm. and you can see by the end of it it's like completely torn to shreds yeah boom well he's
1: just having a kind of a bad day (laughs) oh
0: he's having a really bad day batman has a ton of bad days but uh this line in the comic is actually changed a little bit where it says in two minutes everything goes up in the biggest blast since the asylum christmas party
1: oh so a
0: nice little nice yeah a nice little uh little uh, uh room. yeah definitely
1: and, and that happens a lot especially when you have uh film adaptations and comics like in the empire strikes back comic mm-hmm. uh the original line is the one that was in the script yeah the i'll be back not i know <laughs> nice I actually have that here if you want oh, to Oh, definitely. To take a look I'm going to have to take a look at that.
0: Yeah. And here we go. Joker, again, Mark Hamill's just chewing this scenery. He's, he <clears> gives, <throat> like, the best laughs of his career in this movie. And he's had a long career, ladies and gents. Everything yeah. from the animated series to the Superman animated series to uh, all the uh, the DC animated movies and, of course, the Arkham Asylum games. Yeah. But in here, he's probably got his greatest, this is probably his finest performance Although uh, I'd really like to see if he can top it in um, uh, killing, killing joke that's coming up pretty soon that's going to be
1: awesome. Oh
0: dude. Yep. And and again the music in this in these scenes were just awesome. Mhm. mm And now do you notice that Joker's actually kind of concerned about getting out of this alive? Yeah, for once. For once, he's concerned whether or not he'll live or not. Whatever he usually, takes. Usually, yes, and, Bat- and Batman's the one like, I don't give a fuck if we die. Yeah. If I die, I'm taking you with. Because <laughs> normally that's the other way around. Exactly. So, I don't know, it, that's the one thing that I kind of thought was weird about the consistency
1: about Joker is he, sometimes he cares, sometimes he doesn't care. I <clears throat> but, I, I, I still like his line in Cacophony, though, with... Uh, I never counted. Yeah. Yep. And even if you do die, I'm still going to continue this. Yep. And look at all the blood, man. Jesus. Take a fucking vacation.
0: I know, right? <laughs> oh man, dude, and you know she is here for a suicide mission. Mhm. This is it. And this is probably going to be the biggest boom. In all of the Batman universe movies. Not just the movies, but in the entire animated series. Look yeah. at this. I mean, there, he said, what, three, uh, three miles filled of tunnels and they're all filled with explosives? Mm-hmm. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> you would have thought an atom bomb went off uh, outside of Gotham. Although, you know, that was, wasn't to happen until Dark Knight
1: Rises! <laughs> and, again, oh, the, and the, the he- choir right here. And, choir. again, the... Uh exploding girlfriends thing. Yep. But dude, Bruce him did it at first. <laughs> this choir right here, dude, it is huge. Mm-hmm.
0: And that laugh along with it. And there she goes, Andrea's uh supposedly gone. Mhm. Which is, you know, just, just fucking sucks. And here's where Batman gets fucking lucky. He gets uh thrown down into the sewers and basically all he has to do is, you know, not drown and just stay limp enough to let the the flow of the water take him out because um
1: and oh god he's he's got cuts all over you know man he's gonna have such infection jesus
0: alfred's gonna have to really pull through on this one tonight yeah and boom love that score Mm. i can't say it enough folks love that score Holy Jesus! Oh, just look at the
1: color in that.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, this is pr- that moments like this is probably one of the most compelling moments for me for uh, um, superheroes, where they're like, I couldn't save someone, mm. I was just the short of that. Um, and now we also establish right here, Batman neutral. Yeah, this is it. Uh, an and I love that line. That Alfred mutters, vengeance blackens the no soul. soul. Yeah. Um, you walk that of this every night, and I'm thankful that you haven't fallen in. But Andrea fell into that pit years ago, and no one, not even you, could have pulled her out. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Because Batman or Andrea's Batman's equal, she still has a trick or two up her sleeve. Yeah. I really wonder if old Bruce held on to that. I'd imagine he would. I kind of wish that they brought that, just that locket back, because... Yeah, just... Man, that is just... Even if it's only in the uh, the for, trophy room. For a second, because, man, what a loss for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is like him losing his parents all over
1: again. Well, man. if you remember in uh, Return of the Joker, there... No, wait. It's not Return of the Joker. It's the episode out of the past. Yeah, where he looks
0: through all the yeah. other women of his life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Including Lois Lane, also mm-hmm. who, who who's the same voice as Andrea. Yeah. This moment right here, I thought was just really, really sad. I'm. Did you want to be alone?
1: I am. That's just. That's that's mm-mm. devastating.
0: Mm-mm. And right here, the music. Yeah. This music right here is
1: Batman.
0: Mm. I kind of wouldn't want this sequence right here to be the uh, the opening because the violins and then. <sighs> boo, da, 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 it is huge. Mm-hmm. The choir makes it. It sound again. You can hear not only feel the atmosphere of Gotham City and the mythos of the Batman legend, but you can also feel the triumph. And I love this. Mm. The triumph of Batman conquering his fears and getting over his parents' deaths to become the Batman of the night that we all yeah. know. And that's right there. That's Batman, the Mask of the Phantasm. Still mm-hmm. the best Batman movie that ever, was ever released in theaters. Mm-hmm. Kevin Conroy's Batman. The Batman who will, we will always hear reading comics as a yeah. kid. Always, man. Um, it's, but, uh, yeah, here we are. St- Ke- Stacy Keats Jr. as Carl Beaumont. Mm-hmm. And Abe Vagoda, dude. Abe <laughs> fucking Vagoda, man. I... It, I I actually uh, looked at the uh, IMDb list, and I'm like,
1: get the fuck out, dude. Mm-hmm. And
0: goda is in this movie. That is just
1: yeah. pimp, man. Well, they always had a really great voice cast. Oh, really? And Andrea
0: Romano's voice direction is... To this day, legend. I mean, she's still kicking ass in, yeah. in the uh, uh, the studios nowadays. She
1: does the voice direction for Spongebob Squarepants. You're kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> she does. That's why I love this show so much <laughs> as a kid, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, she also did the voice direction for Animaniacs. Yep. I mean, that's pretty Pick much how... Pick a show. Oh, God. She does the... Pretty much. I yeah. mean, she's
0: like your go-to for, uh, voice director for just about any show. Mm-hmm. Now, this uh, music, this song right here... This is actually uh, uh, performed by uh, I think Tina Fey, and if you don't know who Tina Fey is, uh, I don't w- think it's Tina Fey. T- or, it, no, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, you, you might want to look it up, but um, if I'm wrong, uh, it's because uh, I know it's the other uh, woman who was the uh, the the <clears throat> excuse me the uh, the femme fatale in uh, Jim uh, James Cameron's movie True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because uh, she, cause it turns out this is like one of the few times that, because uh, she does have a singing career, uh, but this is like one of the few times where she actually got um, some serious publicity for for uh, her singing career.
1: All right. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, but uh, you might want to look at the, uh, the soundtrack. I'm looking. The, well, the soundtrack, I meant. Mm-hmm. Um, trying just, to find it. Well, just like Google, the, no, Google the actual soundtrack. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah sorry folks we're s- <laughs> we i totally i assure you we're
1: we're totally professionals. oh here. yeah
0: de- definitely definitely we we don't need google for any of this stuff we have it all memorized right <laughs> <laughs> but um uh but another thing to take away from this and it's still consistent with the uh the animated series although it's been pumped up a bit mm-hmm. for this movie and obviously, some of the other movies, the sound design, like the foley and the uh, just the atmosphere, the sound, it's it's actually a lot better done than most people give it credit for. Because mm-hmm. just the uh, the because uh, you know speak uh, yeah here we are uh, Tina Carey Tia there. Carey that's it um, she's the one uh, she was actually the uh, again she was the uh, the villain in Two uh, ah. Lies
1: William Ritmanis. and look at this
0: Synthesis, Hans Zimmer. Whoa! Really? <laughs> what? Hans Zimmer was working. What? Hans Zimmer worked on a Batman movie in 1993 before uh. he did Chris Nolan. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> okay, just so you know, folks, John is his mouth is like as wide as the fucking Grand Canyon right now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You gonna be okay, John? God damn it! <laughs> what? That's awesome. It is awesome and very fantastically interesting. I know, right? But and now we get all the time.
0: Well, he's okay. The ones with James Newton Howard are significantly better than Dark Knight Rises, except for that Bane chant because I'm a big fan of that Bane chant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah. Well, uh yeah, I will admit because I was listening to the Batman theme in uh, Dark Knight Rises, uh, just listening to the soundtrack, and I'm like, man, this theme kind of went downhill after James Newton Howard left. Because mm-hmm. when James Newton Howard was on, it was like spot on. Man. Yeah, it was just right. um But yeah, Han. I guess uh, Hans Zimmer, and it's interesting that Hans Zimmer didn't do the traditional thing where he's like, I'm going to steal this and make it better. Exactly. Well, you know what, Hans Zimmer. You can't make this better. Because, damn it, Shirley Walker made the best goddamn Batman composition ever. I am in total agreement. Oh, uh, God. Uh, the cor- the Because cor- it's really hard to capture all at once the essence of Gotham City, mm-hmm. the mythos of Batman, the dark, brooding creature of the night, who also has a really tragic backstory that he had to fight to get over. Yeah. And it's all encapsulated in that one piece in composition. And when you hear it on this big, uh, um, uh, uh, on a big speakers, or even just the, uh, in your earbuds, it just sounds huge. Mm-hmm. Listen to it
1: at night, oh, and yeah. you will see shadows moving just like Batman throughout. Um, now the movie's over at this point. Yes, it has been for at least a minute. So, um, final thoughts. Final thoughts.
0: I mean, what can't we say again? This is the best Batman we're ever going to get. Exactly. And you know what? I really wish. That um, that they all the uh, animated stuff didn't go straight to to video because they're doing way better job than any of the new stuff that oh, exactly. DC's doing. I mean, Green Lantern, Man of Steel. Fuck, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Get those guys, give them a script and have them have
1: them helm the script and produce exactly. a movie and just, just like give a, the give the DC the DC universe to these guys because they clearly know what they're doing and they're very passionate about it oh my god and they know exactly what the fans want too well and they
0: they know how to balance it out and they've worked with these characters for years exactly they have so experience give them the give them the screenplay rights and give them producer rights so they have good creative
1: control hire a director and make that movie into Mm -hmm. a live
0: action thing dude because
1: nothing in this movie couldn't be done with practical effects oh god yeah and if you look at some of the
0: uh, the DC animated movies, granted, mm-hmm. you still need like a lot of big Hollywood production things to back it up, but yeah, it's a superhero movie. We kind of. I, I think that. the
1: biggest the biggest thing that they would have to do with this movie if they were to do it live action would be the big explosion at the end. Pretty much, yeah. That I mean,
0: because um, and even that could be kind of CG. Well, it was yeah. the '90s, but so you, you know you have to be a little bit more careful because um, 1993 was Jurassic Park, and that was when CG yeah. exploded. So, even then, they still, still had to be. that. <laughs> ah, you made a pun. That's not fair. Hey, at all. you made the pun first, man. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. so, yeah, folks, that's it. Batman and Mask of the Phantasm. Seriously, pick up this DVD. Uh, mm-hmm. you, in some stores, you can actually find a Sub-Zero or Batman Return, uh, Return of the Joker, the Batman Beyond movie. Yes. As a two-pack. Get them. And watch them, enjoy them. Watch them. Uh, if you've got a big screen, put that shit on. Turn the volume up. Dim the lights mm-hmm. and enjoy. Uh, yeah. Even just get the soundtrack, guys. This because I can't, I cannot stress enough oh. that this soundtrack is the Batman score of the ages. Because mm-hmm. I have, I've have all the Batman soundtracks. I've got uh, the first two volumes of the animated series. I've got uh, the one from '89, uh, Batman, Batman Returns. Batman Forever, and all, all three of the uh, the Chris Nolan movies, plus the Dark Knight Returns soundtrack, the animated movie soundtrack. Yeah. And out of all of them, this one hits home the Zum best. Both. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the only close, the one that came kind of close, because I can kind of imagine the Batman music starting out with Danny Elfman and like, oh, it's amazing. Mm. Shirley Walker took it. And, and then took it mod- more. Well, modified it slightly in the right new direction, mm-hmm. or the right, the right quote-unquote, right direction. And then with Mask of the Phantasm, she kicked it into the
1: high gear and found the perfect note. Mm. Now, honestly, there's only one Batman animated movie that I can't find the score for. Batman Mystery of the Fat... Uh, Mystery of the Batwoman. Yep,
0: Mystery of the Batwoman.
1: Yeah. Because... Uh, that
0: one was, uh, you know, that's actually a pretty underrated flick, actually. It really is. We should do that as a com track at some point. some point, definitely. I think maybe uh, sometime in the summer or something like yeah. that when things start to kind of slow down. Mm-hmm. But, uh, th- dude, this has been a really nice browsing first episode. I really hope you cats out there enjoyed, uh, you know, listening to us yak on for about two hours. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, we enjoyed it. I really hope you guys enjoyed it because, uh, you know, it's it's just fun to listen to it. To hear what, um, well, you know what? I, I take that back. Now, now that it's all over, I kind of want to hear what you guys uh, has to say about this movie. What are some of the memories that you had? Um, and uh, you know, just comment below and and uh, and share with us and like us and all that, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, for now, I think uh, it's time to sign off. Um, I'm Tim Lifite and I'm Jonathan Knoll and you've been listening to ComTrack, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. Peace.